The movie guys love movies. Any comments about the return of a Hollywood star, whose face we haven't seen in a while, are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Renee Zellweger? I mean, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Well, if you listen to the internet, Renee Zellweger's, and I hope you do. <laughs> Renee Zellweger's face seems like a big deal thing to talk about. Yet, if you also listen to the internet, you're a dick if you do. I know. Is right? that true? Somebody's calling me a dick now on the internet. <laughs> oh, Lee, when are people not calling you a dick? <laughs> yeah, it's all it's gone cyber now, Lee. It's crazy. <laughs> it's hashtag Lee is a dick. Don't make fun of Renee Zellweger. Says uh, article with twelve pictures of how different she is and compared and comparison and put at the top of your list when you do a Google search, right? Yeah, so those all came out, and then the, like the psychologist came up. The problems with us. Oh, you know, not with her. Or something, how dare you know? we so say I we don't, don't recognize her? But I submit to you, yes, that she does not look bad. She no. just looks no, different. different. She actually got a good facelift. Yeah, and everything. she and looks then, more uh, like Shuli than she used to. Well, she looks Our more like truly everybody than <laughs> she used to. Yeah. Well, no. I think she looks she, a lot. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, now, ooh, ooh that's good. Yeah. See? Yeah, that's a good Renee Zellweger that face that now you can no longer make money with. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This Before. must have been Now you have to do that. Yeah. For Renee Zellweger impersonators? Oh, oh out of business. So oh, And hell for the Bridget Jones Diary 3 uh, production oh, team God, that was hoping right? that would happen. Because yeah. there's a third book, and they're like, oh, we can make a movie, but yeah. you don't look like her anymore. Oh. It's her sister. That's the new story. It's oh, yeah, right into the plot It's line. her only with a lot of sleep. Brigitte the French Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I slept a lot. I think she looks looks like Juliette Lewis now. I think she looks like Diane Sawyer. I think she looks like Nicole Kidman. <laughs> See, she's rangy. She's got all sorts of... Hey, the joke's on us. She just opened up her career for all sorts of roles. <laughs> well, Welcome to the we uh, movie friend. showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. And hey, tell everyone... When the day is out, we shall have a wedding or a hanging. Either way, we're going to have a lot of fun, huh? <laughs> You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone and also now the home to a giant pink sheet. Karen, what have you done here? Yeah, YouTube um, video. you got to watch this I week's. I definitely... Well, I've always wanted to do this in real life and then in the movie guy's life, I finally went out and made a giant Bill Murray can crash here sign. Which Very is, nice. Work. Yes, thank yeah. you. I bought that sheet at a secondhand store. We don't know what's been done to that sheet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I got a little high off of the spray paint while I made it. It was just a good night. Now, if Bill Murray shows up, it's a win-win-win. This is what you're supposed to do to get him to come to your, your keg party, right? Mm -hmm. might be an urban legend, but people, yeah. you're supposed to put this out on your lawn, and then supposedly Bill Murray will crash there. Yes, it's, it's like Santa like, Claus. Yeah, it's just like closing all the doors and windows in your house, turning out the lights, and saying Bloody Mary three times in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Bill Murray shows up. Yeah, I oh, think it happened to one worked. guy who was... Bill Murray was filming near his house, and he did that, and I guess he stopped by. Awesome. Well, I'm hanging this up as soon as the show's over, so tomorrow morning, my neighbors... It actually doesn't matter because it's Halloween time, so they could just think it's decoration. There's weirder shit on our street. <laughs> yeah. There's like a guy getting an electric chair, people hanging from the... Yeah, this oh, is going to be nothing. Funny. There's a sign that says, Charles Grodin, you can crash right, here. I don't know what that's all about. 
<laughs> I I uh, I used to crash at uh, Bart's place, yes. Lee, Lee's place, back when he was Bart in uh, Canoga Park, and this was my first taste. You're confusing, surely. <laughs> you just met the guy. I don't know what they're calling. I'm I'm secretly hoping we can work Bart back into the into the scheme. Okay, you, you because it's just oh. a pain in the ass. It's just a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're like, Lee, 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 Bart. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh? No, but I, my first taste of Hollywood was when I, I lived with him, and then down the street, someone oh. brought a gigantic engine into their front yard, and it looked like total Canoga Park white trash, right? Yeah. It looked like they thought they could somehow build a plane or whatever. They had this dumb engine thing. It was a jet engine. It was a jet engine in their front yard. Like, and there's nothing else. to do with it. And we're like, oh, you, it's like Sanford and Son. Like they just think they're going <laughs> to yeah, do right. something with this engine. And they slowly built the crash site from uh, awesome. Lost yep. on their front yard. Uh, they, they built a wing off this engine, and then they yeah. had seats, and they had all this stuff and smoke pouring That's out. That's why I love fires. LA. Not a fake engine. Fucking engine. engine. It was a real plane engine. For an occasion or just because they love for Halloween? Halloween. Oh, for Halloween. For Halloween. That was my first taste of uh, Hollywood Halloween. You never know. It might just be April and they love loss. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, there's that. Uh, so let's see. You um, you can find us. Where can you find us? On Google's interwebs. We come right up. iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, of course, and uh, themovieguys.net. Absolutely free. And we encourage you to subscribe where you can. And if you do, no charge. Subscribe. Wow. Yes, and speaking of the movieguys.net, newly posted to the site is our movie guide, Justin Bowler's review of the new indie Devil's Mile, starring David Hayter, the writer of X2 oh, and Watchmen. Cool. Going back and acting for a part in this. And it's part review, part gamer rant, because Justin was writing the review while also yelling at some online gaming company for <laughs> some hilarious. shit customer service. And it goes back and forth. It's a lot of fun. Oh, that's hilarious. So check that out. And also, you oh, yeah. That's tied in because David Hayter is the voice of Snake on oh, there you uh, go. Metal Gear. Metal Gear, and yeah, he does, like, <laughs> Metal Gear did the Star Wars Old Republic, too, I think. Okay, yeah. Um, showcasts like the one you're listening to can be found on a couple of internet radio stations as well, including WBAD.net, Fridays at 4 Eastern, and JonasMountRadio.com, Thursdays at 6 Eastern, who I last looked are also not charging. I'm your host for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Lee Caius, Adam Witt, and Karen Volpe. And our guest was supposed to be on the show earlier in the month, but then she booked an episode of Parks and Rec. There you go. And you'll, often, uh, you'll often find her on TV. She's been on Desperate Housewives, How I Met Your Mother, Reno 911. But you can find her every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the I.O. West stage here in Los Angeles, performing in opening night, the improvised musical, Shuli Cowan. Is Hello. You're bringing production value to our show. Why, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Now, you created that show, right, as well? The, yes. The improvised yes, musical? Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, cool. I did. I'm the director. Very nice. Ooh. So, yeah, we'll get into all what that's about. Yeah. It's been long running. How many years now? Uh, we just had our 16th anniversary. Jeez. Oh, my God. That is a huge in L.A.? Did that start in, in Chicago? That's like oh, a, no, it started out here. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's very impressive, because in L.A., things, you know, they change so quickly around here. You never know who one person is from day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my thinking is, for example, we're Renee just, Renee Zellweger. <laughs> this show is a testament to the fact that we don't like change. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. There we you don't go. like yeah. change. Mm. This is a show Grandpa Caius can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> the, ch- the show itself stays the same, but every show is different. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Opening night and closing night, every show. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, now, stick with us. We have some reviews to get to, plus Karen's birthdays and some exclusive previews of board game movie trailers. Ooh. We'll get to that in a sec. But first up, our, pat- our patented look. Patented. Patented. (laughs) Look at what's coming up this weekend in new releases. It's the Movie Guys Movie Previews. And this weekend, we have three things you can take in. First up this week is O-U-I-J-A. Actually, Paul, I believe it's pronounced Ouija. Like Luigi. (laughs) I'm a Luigi. I predict your future. (laughs) Luigi. That's a horror film I would go and see. It's not looking good. I'm a Ouija. (laughs) 
Uh, also, he carries around an eight ball. <laughs> also, uh, let me check. John Wick. Uh, it doesn't doesn't work for John Wick. Uh, John Wick, the story of an ex-hitman that comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that took everything from him. Oh, boy, you had me at ex-hitman who comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters who took everything from him. Exactly. There's more to say about that. We'll get to it later. And going into wide release this week... I want to close this account. $112.14. All right, small bills. No, you're overdrawn that much. What does that mean? It means you hit zero. Here's zero. You went below zero. Okay. That's Bill Murray is Bill down on his luck. So Karen's happy. Oh, I'm very happy because not only is it Bill Murray, but it's a great movie too. Yeah. 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 He's, he's not just playing like some small, tiny part where he's like Franklin Roosevelt or something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Which was a movie technically about Franklin Roosevelt, yeah, but where still. he played a small part. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about no, the Grand was, Budapest because didn't no. he play Franklin Roosevelt in that for a no. moment? Oh, I don't know. He was oh, a I man, thought. and he was another concierge at a different hotel. Right, he just showed up for like well, twenty seconds. That's he just, sometimes oh, that's all you need, but this movie has a whole bunch of that, so that's why I like of, it. Yeah. He sounded yeah. a little like Brian Doyle too. Yes, his voice uh, a little pinched. You can't kind of. I, I like want to address man. that because yes. watching this trailer several times, it sounds like he has an accent in every other scene that he's supposed to be Brooklyn-y. Mm. He's it's, Boston-y. but it doesn't seem to, to to carry through in the film. It does. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, okay. you don't feel like it's too weird. But oh, yeah, wait, somebody has seen this movie, Paul. Yeah, we, we talked about it last week, didn't saw we? It. Yes. Yeah, we went. Yeah, it was great. Well, who am I married to? We went <laughs> midnight <laughs> the night before it opened. You know the whole deal. Oh, so good. But let's get to our first film. And we're nearing Halloween, so you know what that means. That's right, scary movies. And what could be scarier than a performance from Keanu Reeves? It's John Wick. Adam, let's talk about it. Though John Wick sounds like a Dickensian-era musical about the invention of the gas lamp, it's actually the name of an ass-kicker with a mysterious past full of badassery. Wick is named for his short Fuse. Oh. A guy you don't want to oh. set off. Oh. And I assume if Wick is a family name, you also don't want to set off Uncle Wick or Grandma Wick either. <laughs> John Wick is an ex-hitman. Is there any other kind of hitman? <laughs> this is the business where you're apparently nobody until you retire. And based on the movies, there are a lot of ex-hitmen, CIA agents, cops, and other officials populating <laughs> our cities. So be careful who you screw with. Now, Adam, I, I think you just might like this movie. Jonathan, you got out once. You dip so much as a pinky back into this pond, you may find something reaching out to pull you back in. Ah, yes, before Wick can organize a euchre tournament at the Hitman Retirement Home, (laughs) he's pulled back in when some mob scumbag kills Wick's dog. To repeat that, for the empathy impaired, the bad guy is the one that killed the dog. (laughs) Not since the 70K in Mel Gibson's payback has one man been so bent on vengeance and spilled so much blood for seemingly seemingly small-time reasons. I lost everything. That dog was a final gift from my dying wife. Criminal mistake number 542. Don't take the dog from a dude who got it from his dying wife. (laughs) And quick aside. Isn't Keanu a great dog name? It is. Am I wrong? I mean, somebody take that. It's a good idea. We have a dog. It's not named that already, so no dibs here. I'm like not going to use it. Like a Siberian Husky or something big like that. Ooh, Keanu. Yeah. Keanu. Yeah. Keanu. 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 Get yeah. over here. Mush. Mush, Keanu. Mush. <laughs> now, once Wick has been crossed, the bullet starts flying faster than an NRA gun safety seminar. As John Wick earns his last name by piling up hundreds of bad guys who messed with the wrong guy. That's the best. Yeah. Now, you'd think bad guys actually would stop messing with the wrong guy. Sure. 
I think it must be in their DNA, you know, to keep the population down. <clears throat> yeah. Now, we loved Keanu Reeves a lot more than usual lately. Ever since Karen revealed here on the show that Keanu means <laughs> cool breeze. Cool the greatest mm. translation for a name. And this is Cool Breeze's return to action movies, being the first time he's been in a real action role since The Matrix Reloaded. Unless you count The Matrix Revolutions. And who would? <laughs> now, Keanu's taken some guff for his acting performances over the years, but how much do we really need a great performance from Cool Breeze, huh? I mean, what would I do? Where would I put that? What would I do with that? <laughs> cool Breeze Reeves is no Jack Reacher, but he is John Wick. And he does drive a very cool Shelby Cobra. Oh, yeah, oh I'm yeah, so, sorry, Paul, I hate to interrupt here, but uh, the car Cool Breeze drives in the movie John Wick appears to simply be a 1969 uh, standard Mustang with a few engine performance modifications and not necessarily the Shelby Cobra, either the GT500 or 350. It's a common mistake as the body of the Mustang from 65 to 71 <laughs> remained pretty much unchanged. The only real distinguishing differences between the models was some decaling along the rocker panels, which this model clearly doesn't have in the trailer. Now, the most famous Mustang is probably the one that started in the original Gone in 60 Seconds. It was actually nicknamed Eleanor and was a 71, but because the film took so long to produce, it was dressed up to look like a 73. Did you want to talk about the weather or were you just making chit chat? Alright, there you go. That's it. It's John Wick, everybody. And a perfect Bill Murray drop, I'd oh, add. So lovely. That felt good. <laughs> So, Karen, this is essentially a doggy revenge movie. Yes. Guy, yeah. guy gets revenge for his for dog's doggy. death. And I can, I can understand that, because I would want to kick some ass if someone did something awful to a doggy. I mean, I just see a doggy alone in the street, and I pull over the car, I put him in the car, we spend the day together, I have to get him to his home, and nobody gets killed. But if they messed with me, I would have to take him out. Because otherwise, this trailer may not be for you, but I throw in that factor, and it's like, Karen might get behind this. Yeah, there's a website I go to that's... Uh, Kill, did they kill the dog? Does the dog, does does the dog, the dog die? die. Dot com. Com. Yeah. Nice. Does it really die in this movie? Marley and me? Yeah, yeah they oh, kill right it right away. I, I saw the struggle with oh, the squeak. The dog squeaks like was like the official dead dog he, But he's burying it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's burying shot. it. Yeah. You know, there's another, uh, there's a Steven Seagal movie where the dog doesn't die, but they, at the beginning of the movie, a guy just like dumps a dog out oh, of the window of his car in a bag, uh, and Steven finds it, and then Rico or Nico or hey. whoever. <laughs> and, I, and I think as everybody in the audience knows, a, a very famous uh, one is uh, Isaac Hayes has his cat killed in Truck Turner and goes on a crazy kill ramp. Isn't there page. a screenplay writing book called Save the Cat? There is. And it's all, oh. it's all about how if you want a character be, to be sympathized with, have them save a small animal, oh. like a cat. And I think perhaps the converse is true. If you kill the dog, you're a bad guy. You're a bad yep. guy. That's no, true. That's, that's the t pretty the much very first uh, season, first episode of House of Cards, they established that lead characters, Kevin Spacey's <coughs> character, right away, because I only watched that one episode. He kills something? <laughs> There's a, a dog. dog hurt from an accident. He goes. He up could have he, taken it to the vet. He takes it out. Uh, While he he's talking, he's but, he's, neck. but he's cold. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's cold. So he's like an cold. igloo cold. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a gun, he like breaks does. his neck. Uh, uh, really? Yeah. That's what he, he does. Goes, yeah. He goes over oh, to it. It's just he like kinda... Gina Davis in Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah. <laughs> it's Fincher. He, they had he, to set up that he was a prick. So he bends <laughs> over the animal. It's whimpering a little bit, and he's just kind of going, "Oh, don't worry about it." And they're like, "We'll call the vet." He's like, "Okay," and just puts it out of its misery right there. So it's not like an old Yeller moment. It's no, it's to set up a character. Does this cross over to you, Shuli? Are you going to see this? Uh, I can't even watch The Grinch That Stole Christmas because he's so Too mean violent. to that freaking ah! dog. <laughs> <laughs> that poor dog with the antlers is so sweet. Wait, Max. So, that, is so, Max. Mean. so then Max Keanu the Reeves revenging the death of a dog, good for you or no? You're not going to go. 
In theory, or You just yes, don't want to see the death, dog death I scene. I can't watch the dog yeah. death scene. Take your time getting popcorn. Yeah. Come in like 10 minutes into yeah. it. Oh my God. Think you're good. <laughs> exactly. These days, coming at 45 minutes yeah. later. Yeah, we've oh, set yeah. you up. You know, you come in 20 minutes late, you already know it's. Yeah. Yeah, he killed his dog, Besides, and now he's got to kill everybody. This movie's all about what happens after the dog is killed. Yeah. I love. It truly is. I love when there's badasses that nobody in movies, when there's a total, super, huge, gigantic badass like John Rambo or whoever Liam Neeson isn't taken. And they just. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Mess Brian, Brian Mills. Or Brian Mills. Brian Mills <laughs> or most of Mark Wahlberg's characters. And they just mess with the wrong guy and set them off. I love how this movie's like, no, this movie's like super that. Like others try and hide it and go, eh, it's kind of caring. He's a family man. No, this guy has nothing. He has nothing to do. Nobody to depend on. And they mess with him. And that's the one thing you don't want to do. He has one thing left. It's the dog. He has nothing else in his life. I mean, this is the kind of ultimate of that sort of thing. Like Brian Mills has got a family and yeah. all this sort of stuff. This one's like just such a straight line. Of- yeah, it's almost like he's waiting around for a reason. Yeah. 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 He's that, not that's, even trying. That's what to- we're trying to say. These yeah. ex hitmen, they're everywhere. They're waiting for you to like, you, you know, know, knock their drink over or something. Just At take least it Denzel- easy. Went to Home Depot and tried to play oh, that whole card. How great would that be to do like a sketch where it's like a Starbucks where just all the ex hitmen <laughs> frequent and then just somebody gets like the light roast instead of the dark? It's like anything could set these guys up. Yeah. stand up. Right? Yeah. stand up. Well, what I was thinking is that SEAL Team Six, we all know that they're badass, the whole Osama bin Laden thing. So there's a whole slew of those guys that are going to be retiring soon. So the numbers for the potential of hitmen yeah. and bad guys, well, not bad guys, good guys who yeah. are badass going to go way up. Because, and Canada's 50, happen. so these yeah. guys aren't, like, decrepit out there. No. You know? They're out there, and they're able to kick your ass. Yeah. And if guys from SEAL Team 6 right. is going to shroud his mysterious past, and he's just going to be the guy, next-door neighbor, painting his house. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> until until you're in trouble. Yeah. Until a kid is walking home, and then all the bullies come up on their skateboard, uh-huh. and they take his lunch money, and then that guy goes fucking off. It's going to get bloody. And it turns out your neighbor Norm knows 42 ways to kill a man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Denzel. Yeah. Oh, Kevin, yeah, Kevin Costner. Uh, now yeah. Keanu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pierce Brosnan. There's sure. like this There's this resurgence of 50-year-olds kicking ass. Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam true. Neeson, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. That like seems it. to be the, yeah. the career move for, for these guys. Well, surely tell me, would you rather watch a bunch of 50-year-old men who could kill you or a bunch of these little, like, smooth and kissable teens and, like, vampire bite movies. you on the neck, yeah. Well, I think the difference is if they're older, they have a character. And if they're younger, they mainly just run. For most <laughs> yeah. of the movies. They're, they're maze like, running. Yeah. We're running. We're running. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're yeah, right. You're, you're right. right. Teens are just running from, <laughs> from future civilizations that hate teens. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're that's why we made the Hunger Games for a reason. Yeah. Uh-huh. They've been out their they're ranks running. a little bit. They're running. Like, it's there's true. some yeah. guy that's just like, fuck these teens, right? <laughs> Let's build a whole world. <laughs> Let's build a maze to fuck with teens. Lee, you Do seem, it. You seem shocked to hear that Keanu's 50. I was, yeah. yeah. When you said that, I, I, I was looking to Jamie, yeah. who's not here, for uh, affirmation <laughs> on that. Uh, because I know I'm only 20, and that right. couldn't be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bill right. and Ted came out when you were six. six. <laughs> is there a rumor that that's going to resurge? There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. solid rumor. And, and Keanu's behind it. It's Good not the him. sort of thing of like, you know, like, I mean, his career obviously doesn't need the help, you know? How great what would about it be to see. Guy? Oh, Alex Winter is like. Alex Winter! <laughs> he's like way behind it. Oh he's my like, God. the guy, please. He's in a fucking bar with the guy that plays Jar Jar and shit. <laughs> and they're like, oh, God, just come on. Just come the on. The guy just who played Jar Jar. <laughs> And Billy Zabka, they're all just dying for more shit. Come on, exactly. just come on. Oh my god. 
I've watched it though. I, I'd like to see Keanu. I mean, this I'm going to see John Wick. It looks like like the kind of fun that we expect from yeah. from that kind of movie. Yeah, three but, days to kill. But I'm looking forward to him having fun. I think if he had right? fun he in a role, it'd fun. be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be, and it'd be how great would it be to see modern uh, Keanu just adopt this whole voice and stuff, you know? Yeah, I bet you comes right back. I mean, if thing. they can do Dumb and Dumber, he can totally do that. Well, we'll see how they do. If they can, it looks like they kind of lapsed right back into it twenty years later. So. It's the same you know kind of buzz. Bill and Ted twenty years later, are Cheech and Chong. <laughs> I think they're parents and stuff in the concept That's and everything, funny. so it should be interesting. I, I do know. have a question about the script here, yes. Paul. It yeah. says looks looks a little like there's some. Gunkata going on? Yeah, it Gunkata. does, doesn't it? What's Gunkata? I'll explain that e- reference. E- you ever see Equilibrium with Christian Bale? They would, they would <laughs> Look do, what I wrote they next would to do, mine. Equal- Look what I wrote next Equilibrium? to mine. Equilibrium. <laughs> they, fight like, they fight like karate, but they got guns, so they're shooting and fighting, and it looked like there was a little bit of that in this. I mean, Equilibrium was all that. This looks like it's a that might show up for a second where they're Dude. punching, but they're at close range with guns, gun karate, and shooting and knocking the, yeah, the like guns out of each other. Supposedly in equilibrium, path. there's a uh, uh, you know some sort of kata you can do where it, technically you can avoid every other bullet and kill your enemies and stuff. So they do these kind of like weird uh, you know moves and these tai chi moves with guns. It's a pretty gun chi. It's a pretty. It's a really cool movie. I love how neither of us have seen it. But, but I have. Oh, you have. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You said supposedly. Oh, oh, I'm oh. talking about it like I've seen it, but I haven't. Well, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying supposedly <laughs> oh, their right, their right. stupid kata can avoid all bullets. Like it's bullshit. Shouldn't it be called gun gun foo? Gun. There you go. Gun foo. There you go. That's patent pending. I think the Jim kata took on so well that they want to follow in its path. I was gonna say Paul's making a reference to Jim kata, which I get, but that doesn't mean anything. I want some gun foo in my Jim kata. Gun food. Gun o- opening night and closing night for Kurt Thomas as an actor. Oh, hi, Jim Cotter. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. Uh, now, but John Wick's not the only movie out there this weekend earning your thirty-two fifty adjusted for theater inflation, including parking, food, drinks, three D, DTS sound, and nine eleven fees. <laughs> Halloween means horror movies, and no movie looks scarier or harder to take seriously when spoken out loud than Ouija. <laughs> opening Friday, Lee. I've got the dramatic horror movie music ready. So I think we can properly cover this movie. Let- I'm a Luigi. I predict a very good preview. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now this is a story about a group of friends. <laughs> the hell was that? Uh, who use a Ouija board to, uh, in order to summon a dead brother's spirit and tell him that he's dead. Really? That's the plot? Well, according to IMDb, <laughs> that is. But, Paul, you're referring to 2010's Ouija. Oh, okay. This movie is about five friends... Stop that. ...who decide to videotape their experimental sessions with a Ouija board in order to attempt to create a viral video that is sure to make them famous. Actually, I'm looking here, Lee. I think now you're the one that's confused. That really? was 2011's The Ouija Experiment. Oh. This Ouija, or Ouija, is about Sarah and Angela... Who are friends? I predict a return of that sound. (laughs) And they play with a Ouija board to contact the spirit of Sarah's recently deceased boyfriend, Tom. I'm I'm sorry, sorry, Paul. This is just getting really embarrassing. But uh, you're actually wrong again because that was 2012's Ouija. (laughs) 2014's Ouija is about a group of friends. I told you. If only they would all be the ones getting killed. I know. 
<laughs> who end up confronting their most terrifying fears when they awaken the dark powers of an ancient spirit board. Right. Well, I knew it had something to do with friends and a Ouija board. I guess we're done. <laughs> Apparently, these friends didn't see the other three Ouija movies. Now, to explain the plot to listeners a little further, mm -hmm. a group of kids who have never seen The Exorcist... <laughs> when I grow up, I'll be there for you. <laughs> ...lose their friend in a mysterious accident. Then they get the worst idea ever and decide to contact her spirit with a Ouija board. What, what could possibly go right? Now, just to ensure it all goes well, the table they're summoning on has a giant chandelier above it. Ah! Actually, Paul, I just looked this up. Terrible. Ouija is French for good luck. So what's everyone worried about? Hmm. Well, spoiler alert, the Ouija board summons evil spirits. Uh. You know, like Ouija boards do. <laughs> But before any of them can leave and ad has advertised feedback on Amazon, the spirits make their lives a living hell. From the trailer, the only bright side I can see is that evil spirits seem to have a very small playbook. It's a lot of someone that wasn't behind you a minute ago all of a sudden being behind you. So basically, evil spirits just turn your house into a Saturday afternoon at Trader Joe's. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Where are you going? Didn't see you there. Sorry, just going for the kumquat. <laughs> Trader Joe's were closer than you think. <laughs> but the trailer, another in a long line of noisy, noisy trailers, uh, does go beyond mo most uh, noisy trailers in that it farts. Ooh. <laughs> think I'm wrong? Listen. <laughs> this is where Debbie died. I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Friends we've gathered. Well, too much fruit before this session. Spirits near we call to you. <laughs> Here it goes on, listen. <laughs> this is where Debbie died. I don't think this is a good idea. As <laughs> friends we've gathered, hearts are true. Spirits near, we call to you. <laughs> Farts. All right, that's always uh, funny. Always, always, always. always what is wrong? What is, what is that? <laughs> you know, and it's even funnier because those girls are so serious. Yeah, I, yeah that's true. It's Took four better. people with college degrees to write that. <laughs> <laughs> now, as a bonus, this trailer does that weird thing where a guy we haven't heard from the whole trailer shows up to tell us the title with the most gravitas possible. Luigi. Nowhere else in the trailer than the end. Like, just want to tell you the name the of the movie. Serious Ouija. <laughs> Actually, Paul, the scariest part of the trailer comes up at the very beginning. The Universal logo now says Universal, a Comcast company. <laughs> now, Ouija is the latest board game to be adapted to the big screen. Seems like a no-brainer to adapt board games. Where else can you find such a rich vein of complex concepts and unrepetitive plot lines? <laughs> Unlike 2012's Battleship, which combined the popular board game with the acting of Rihanna. You know, I've always been a little shocked that Ouija board, which I've only ever seen used to summon evil, is sold at toy stores. Also, I'm pretty sure that 1986's Witch Board wasn't a Hasbro production, so why pay for the rights to begin with? The film had a tough road to theaters. In 2011, Ouija was set to be directed by Charlie's Angels' Mick G, but was halted because the budget had grown over $100 million. Oh, Jesus. 
Can't possibly make a movie that costs that much. It's still an adaptation of a piece of wood with 26 letters and the words yes and no on it that I'm talking about. Now, on a related note, McGee's $200 million Pinterest movie drops in summer 2015. I would totally see that movie. I love me some Pinterest. I think Ouija looks like it contains all the paranormal thrills we've come to expect from Parker Brothers. And it could be the scariest movie based on a board game since Alfred Hitchcock's Backgammon. When asked about Ouija, the estate of inventor of the motion picture Thomas Edison went on record saying, we're pretty sure this isn't what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could contact him with a Ouija board and he'd tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. Ouija, in theaters October 24th. And in the toy aisle at Kmart right now, between Candyland and Shoots and Ladders. Uh. <laughs> pretty scary, Paul. <laughs> And now that I've said the word Ouija ten times, I take it back about Keanu being the best dog name. So, oh. Oh. Hey, Ouija. That is a good dog name. You had a Wheezy. Ouija, Ouija. Yeah, you know, a little wiener dog would be Ouija. Ouija. <laughs> that would be cute. But then you'd, I'd just call him Luigi. Luigi's a great name for Luigi, a wiener dog, too. Luigi, yeah. Because then you could put a little beret on him and a little mustache. <laughs> I'm a Luigi. <laughs> yeah, they've made this movie four times. We, I, I thought you were I didn't realize there were so many Ouija movies. Oh, there's a the group of stuff, too. Yeah, can you do the Ouija by yourself? Maybe that's why it's always about a group of friends. Can you Ouija yourself? <laughs> yeah, I think the that's other hands have to be on it so S- they can push it. Yeah, <laughs> solitaire coming this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's bullshit, right? Because it's in the toy aisle next to, as we mentioned, sheets and ladders and Candyland and Mr. Mouth. I mean, do you remember when you discovered that? Yeah, it was so weird, it right? You're like, the why whole... is he here? Yes! Because uh, right. when, when I was a kid, my buddy Rob and I used to talk about a Ouija board, and we're like, well, you know, we've never seen one of these They've things. Gotta, they must be passed down from generations. Yes. So where could you possibly you find one, but in Hungary? or you can't buy them. <laughs> and then we went to Gold Circle, and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so weird. Though, I think that the Ouija boards, because my friend Sue... I remember going to her house and wanting to play Ouija board, but they didn't have one. And we didn't have one just because we were poor, but they didn't have one because they were really religious. Oh. And one day I wanted to, like I said, oh, hand me the newspaper. She was looking at cartoons. And I said, oh, do you want to hear your horoscope? Her mother stopped me and said, oh, no, horoscope has a word horror in it. Ooh. Which it doesn't. Which it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Well, there's the smarts it takes I to be that crazy. It does have horror though. Horror. Also, she, not good for the religious she sect. Meant that, yeah. yeah. So, so in my community, it was not considered the thing that children should play with because yeah. it was. The and devil. yet, you might as well have that opinion of Monopoly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Because right? it's right there in Toys R Us. Yeah. And you mentioned the movie Witchboard. Yeah. Which in uh, I mentioned it, I think, I mean, but you, Adam, you, Adam wrote the joke here. Yeah. Or Lee talked about it. Uh, and I never knew this was a thing. I looked it I up. I don't know what it is. It's a horror movie about a board that's basically the Ouija board. They didn't have rights for the called the witch board. It's <laughs> yeah. got letters and numbers and yes it's and no and the whole thing. All you have to and do there's is, three of them. Yeah. You just put an S in front of it. It's switchboard, and it's just this crazy movie about people getting d- connected. It's and people talking to the wrong people. It stars Carol Burnett. Connect- <laughs> wandering yeah. Wandering and Lily, Lily Tomlin. The phone, the phone is for you. Uh, I smell a retraction. It was Lily Tomlin. It could star both. Okay. You know what? That switch right there. That was the switch. That was the switch. Vic Tabak. It could star all kinds of people. (laughs) That switchboard movie. Who else? Linda Lavin. Linda Lavin. Oh, she'd be great in that. You think they updated the the Ouija board for Twitter speak? You think ghosts are coming back going, L-O-L. You know what I mean? Your hands move around to spell. Meh. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. OMG. It depends on which douchebag is controlling the Ouija yeah, board. Right, you exactly. know they've had a meeting at Parker Brothers about adding a hashtag. Yeah. I was the- thinking about that, right? <laughs> they, don't even have, they don't even have letters on the board anymore. It's just emojis. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's better because then you can fight over what that emoji is actually yeah. saying. Yeah. Winking! Right? Winking! <laughs> the ghost is no, winking. He's, yeah, he's winking. still he's hilarious crying. from the afterlife. <laughs> Adorable. The ghost is wi- Yeah, the ghost is smiling. <clears throat> Now they've green, they've greenlit Tetris. I this heard is gonna this. Be a movie. I heard this. Now maybe Maze Runner was a hit, and they said, oh, "Let's do Tetris." Yeah, but the, I mean, Maze Runner is like, well, you, what do you it's think? A book. Tetris is a bunch of group of friends who there. don't fit together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. But they somehow one day they somehow make it work. Exactly. Right? I'm <laughs> I'm so curious what that giant uh, McG version of Ouija was. Oh I mean, I'm sure that's what they're doing with Tetris because Battleship became an alien invasion movie. Yeah. Right. So you know McG's. Uh, Tetris or McGee's Sorry or McGee's Mousetrap or whatever <laughs> yeah. it was. Ouija. Yeah, Ouija. Going to have something in it that not. Yeah, robots. <laughs> right. Suddenly, it's robots are the Ouija Dinosaurs movie. are going to come back. They're going to bring back to life things yeah. that were dead in payday. Yeah, dinosaurs. All yeah, of a sudden. robot right? dinosaurs yeah. in payday. <laughs> I loved Payday, by the way, because it had the cutest board, and it was all bright and colorful, and then the money was really cute. I did like Payday as well, right? (laughs) That was more fun than Monopoly in a way. Yes, it was faster, you know? Yes, Monopoly would take eight years. I loved it when you get the mail. Did you go to jail? Did you get on a bill? One? No. No. See, I like it better. See, there's too, no though. jail. Yeah. What kid wants to worry about mortgages? You're getting money. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like what this one, one, you'd get a phone bill and you'd pay it. Now Monopoly's <laughs> got to be the worst thing in the world because, like, because <laughs> fuck those bank assholes and like <laughs> and the corporate greed douchebags and their gr- and their monopolies. Uh, yeah. And now it's like, yeah, good, trying to win, be one of those guys. Like, how, did, well. how did Time Warner get every property on the board? Let's have a board game called. Let's have a board game called 30 Day Escrow. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Also, the cheap properties, Baltic and Mediterranean, by now, must be, I mean, expensive. Totally gentrified, yeah, right? Well, you know what happened. Gentrified. The gays moved in. They made it nice. Yeah, exactly. They put in some art galleries and everybody can move there. Marvin Gardens, a Halliburton company. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now with Battleship and Transformers making the transition to the big screen for Hasbro, Ouija represents even more board games getting adapted into movies. We have some trailers here, believe oh, it or not, that oh, lay yeah. out the board game industry's More. big, ambitious plans. they got a lot going on. So were you aware, for example, that there is going to be a Hungry Hungry Hippos movie? What? I did not, Paul. Is there, I mean, hopefully you... Allow me to play it. Oh. <laughs> when four big game hunters headed to the outback, they thought it was just a routine hunting trip. Ha! Take that, God's creature! But after a day of hunting hippopotamus... A mystery arises. Hey, didn't we leave the stack of hippopotamuses right here at the edge of the camp? But when the ego of man awakens something in nature... Wait, wait, that's the same hippo we killed, but it's alive! Something with a taste for human flesh, and it's hungry. So hungry. (laughs) This hunting season, (laughs) the hunters have become the hunted. Charlton Heston. Big pressure's dropping in. Karen Black. I'm scared. George Kennedy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry up there on that airplane. I'm going to Salt Lake City. Gloria Swanson. The hell with jewelry. Let's put my book in here. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. <laughs> Susan Clark. Comedian Sid Caesar. <laughs> Myrna Lloyd. Linda Blair. And award-winning singer Helen Reddy. <laughs> hungry, hungry hippos. I think I'm losing my marbles! Luigi. <laughs> 
Come on. That's so unfair. Oh my god, there's no god. Th- that's gonna be a huge hit. That's the funniest minute of this show. I think we should zombie have hippos. <laughs> Z- zombie sign hippos? me up for zombie hippos. Oh yeah. my god. Oh. Yeah, zombie hippos. Well, I can't believe they're, they're making that ball. I can't believe they're well, making that. They're, well, they're also <laughs> that would be a hundred million dollar budget. Making it they're making a Jenga film. <laughs> what? Coming out in twenty fifteen. that happens. Oh, and also has a trailer. Let me uh, play a little oh bit of it. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> the Jenga Hotel. And an indestructible tower of luxury and excess, catering to the city's rich and powerful. It was a building they said could never be built. You know, they said this building could never be built. The Jenga Hotel, a building they said could never fall down. Ah, the Jenga Hotel, never fall down. But at the opening night gala for the Jenga Hotel. Welcome to the opening night gala for the Jenga Hotel. The party on the penthouse floor is about to be rudely interrupted. What was that? What a rude interruption to our party on the penthouse floor. As the Jenga hotel comes toppling down piece by piece. Well, there's another piece. Well, they're really toppling down. Hey, why is this beam sticking out of the wall? I don't know, but pull on it and see what happens. Steve McQueen. Paul Newman, William Holden, Faye Dunaway, Fred Astaire, Susan Blakely, Richard Chamberlain, Jennifer Jones, O.J. Simpson, Robert Vaughn, and Robert Wagner. Irwin Allen's Jenga. There will be no peace until the last piece. Ouija. <laughs> I'm having a great time tonight. I just want to put that on a record. We are children. Oh, lovely. Oh, um, my goodness. Oh, Bill Aren't you Murray. glad you Come made on it tonight, truly? Aren't what? you glad you made it tonight? I really am. We have really a lovely am. and charming Shirley yeah, with us. seriously, Bill Murray crash here. I mean, this is a... <laughs> now, hard to believe this, but they even made a film out of Uno. What? what? Paul, you're Shut kidding up. me. Paul, get out Coming of town. Coming soon. All right, let's uh, listen one more time to a trailer. Here okay. Wow. It started as a routine hike deep in the woods of Discard Pile, West Virginia. All right, let's put on our colored identification shirts. Uh, red... Blue, you're green, you're yellow. But what starts is fun soon takes a turn. The bridge is out. We better reverse the car. As the group comes to find they're being stalked by a madman. You're a real wild card, aren't you? And the day in the sun turns into a night of terror. You saw them draw two guns. Can you draw four pictures of the men that did this? Because something in the woods is killing them one by one. Skip! Skip! Where are you? Until there's only one left. Starring Michael Caine, Catherine Ross, Richard Widmark, Richard Chamberlain, Olivia de Havilland, Ben Johnson, Lee Grant, Jose Ferrer, Patty Duke Aston, Slim Pickens, Bradford Dillman, Fred McMurray, and Henry Fonda. Uno, your number's up. Ouija. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, that's joking. it. We're out of here. <laughs> you know what? I'm starting I normally to... don't listen to trailers, but <laughs> I'm trying not to. Don't I want think, any spoilers. I think to make Adam happy from now on, we oh should just goodness. change our identification to the movie guys and then like scream and then fart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go for it. If you, if, if, if you exist to just make me happy. Yeah, Then that would be my request right now. <laughs> All right, now in our final film... Richard Woodbuck. 
Bill Murray makes a rare appearance outside the golf course in St. Vincent, opening wider this weekend. We talked about it last week, but Karen, I imagine you'll want to talk about it again. So, here we go. Really? in another lifetime. One tall and blood. When blindness was a virtue, Rome was full of mud. He was born to form. Come in, she said. I'll give you shelter from the storm. This is your standard charming independent film from the Weinstein Company, complete with a Mumford & Sons sounding soundtrack about a young boy coming of age. And his, na- his neighbor is none other than... God damn it, Bill fucking Murray! <laughs> it's legendary that Bill Murray's hard to track down for a role, but when a role comes along that is this curmudgeonly, yet this sweet, forces of nature intervene to make sure that script gets to Bill Murray. You're a Bill Murray. Bill Groundhog Day ghost-busting-ass Murray. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy co-stars in a role that Rex Reed is calling fat. <laughs> kind of a dick. I don't yeah, know what an asshole. He's what he called her. Bill Murray is like an urban Sasquatch. He's out there roaming around somewhere and you just never know when he's going to show up. Usually it's in a movie, but sometimes it's at a bar- bachelor party he's crashing or just some random bar in Charleston, South Carolina. Usually it's a movie, though. Makes me wonder if the producers of St. Vincent were just making a movie anyway and Bill Murray decided to show up and crash the set. <laughs> Bill Murray and Melissa McCarthy have each played characters who are slightly off. But here, McCarthy is the normal one, while Bill Murray stars as a wacky neighbor that seems, well, pretty much like Bill Murray. Older, unkempt, single, drinking and smoking, and <laughs> do whatever, doing whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, and this is an original script. <laughs> as Return to Form Month concludes, with some of our favorite actors showing up in pleasing material. We're talking about Robert Downey and Keanu, Keanu. Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. Michael Keaton. Michael They've all been showing yeah. up in good stuff. And, of course... Damn it, Bill! <laughs> fucking Murray! Here's a clip. You need to defend yourself or you get mowed down. Get out of here. You're smart. You haven't noticed. And so is Hitler. That's a horrible comparison. So how do you and Vincent know each other? I'm working for this man. I go hard. I'm also a dancer. Who is she? A lady of the night. Do you know what that means? She works at night. Mm. Wait, wait a minute. Oliver thinks the Hitler comment is offensive, but he doesn't know what a lady of the night is? What are they teaching kids in schools these days? The trailer will let you know when the funny line is coming. You probably heard a little bit of it there. Everything stops so they can say something interesting. Here, watch. I was wondering if I could use your phone. My house? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a dime. Call your mom. It costs more than a dime. All right. Here. Cost more than that. Call collect. <laughs> Just something trailers do. Oh, my do. God. <laughs> trailer a editor kind of has of a... the night. Do you know what that means? <laughs> I almost want that to happen in my real life. I'm gonna say I want our previews to have <laughs> oh, that right. happen every time there's a joke. I want to be knowing your dirt patch. I'm showing them how the world works. You work, you get paid, you drink. Are you drinking alcohol? <laughs> I honestly don't remember. <laughs> oh, shit, that's that's crazy. That for the for the listeners, the movie's not like that. It's yeah. all the trailer. Oh, of course, it's all the trailer. Oh my god, it's like music underlines, and then you just kind of like bold the. That would help punch. the people at my work that just don't yeah. get any of my jokes. Ah, that would. I need that in real life. You know what would also be effective if you carry a record player around with you, and then right before you're gonna say something funny, <laughs> <laughs> you <know>, scratch <laughs> it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I usually have a tumbleweed blow behind me and a dog bark in the distance. And then the get the, get the record scratch app. Yeah. You'll be good. Ooh. St. Vincent, Naomi Watts is a stripper, Melissa McCarthy is a normal person, and Bill Murray as Bill Murray. Yeah. Who needs more reasons to go? Nobody does. That's Yay. it. Go see it. <laughs> Just go see the good. Now, Naomi Watts is a yes. Brit, isn't she? I think she's an Aussie. An Aussie yeah. who plays a Russian stripper in this movie. She she's played uh, Princess Diana, so she's pretty talented. We can't find a Russian stripper in L.A.? <laughs> I know. You right? can. You date enough of them. That can, can act. Why don't you just give them one of oh, yours? Yeah, yeah, okay. Just go to Tinder and well, check just, out your. Just slot. find one of those. Please, sorry, you brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> find Didn't one think that one through. Yeah. <laughs> well, she pretended she was interested for the whole date. I, I think she can pretend to be a character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was acting, and we were this close. Yeah. It was perfect. I couldn't even tell she wasn't interested. What was the other movie we just saw her in? Where I said, "Wait, who is that? She's great." Uh, Birdman. Wow, she's uh, great. She's in very Birdman. different in that. Mm-hmm. She's great in a lot Who's of stuff. Who's the Naomi? Uh, Naomi, I'm thinking of, but I don't like. Judd. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> she stopped acting Ashley's, for you when you asked. Ashley's, <laughs> Ashley's mom. Ashley's mom. Oh, Ashley. He mom. has Isn't the problem. Another, oh, maybe there's no. She's like the mom of the Judds. Oh, so she's, she's <laughs> bitch. Very sweet. Who was who was in King Ashley, Kong with Ashley Judd? That's oh. Naomi Watts. That's Naomi Watts. Naomi Hitler. Is that the one? <laughs> no one likes her. No. One. We don't. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> so that this is the same Naomi from King Kong. Yeah, I, know, I know. I didn't know it either. Right? Did, oh, are you being serious? Or yeah. You I had no idea. It was the same person. Because she know her from. Uh, King Kong? Yeah, Naomi Watts. That's oh, 21 Grams. She was nominated for Oh, okay, Oscar but who that, remembers that? <laughs> it was just Oscar nominated, whatever. Yeah, I can name 20. You'd uh, never King Kong's got to be her biggest <laughs> biggest moneymaker. King's got to be King Kong. So she she's clearly done two things. She's beefed up a little bit, like nicely. Like she was too well, skinny. Well, she's pregnant in this, too. Oh. She's got like a stomach on her. And I mean, yeah, I don't, she's not still, personally, I don't You'll think, like but. it. She's still stripping, and when they tell her, and she's pregnant, clearly pregnant, and when they tell her she can't, she gets all mad. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Girl power is what right? I say. But then she obviously must have gotten her bunny teeth fixed, because that was what drove me nuts about her in King Kong, the bunny teeth. Oh, who are you? Didn't the ape's teeth distract <laughs> from the, her bunny teeth? Like the talking, walking <laughs> apes didn't get your it, attention? It just feels like... Bunny teeth. Bunny teeth. And I'll explain if we have a moment. It it, it occurs when I think this is how it happens. Yeah. Actors don't have enough money for the whole set, so they just get the two front ones fixed, and they just look too big, and they're out of proportion with the rest you of the You ever mouth. seen them do that with boobs? Just to get one done, and then <laughs> yeah. like wait for the other? <laughs> and they run out of money. That doesn't bother me so much. <laughs> <laughs> just look at them from one side. So what I... It's a profile. Just a profile. Because I love everything about this movie, I was um, listening early on to some different interviews, and Melissa McCarthy was talking on Stern, I think, about how she was really nervous about doing this movie because she really idolizes Bill Murray. And yeah. I would imagine... Could you imagine, Karen? I, I can't. I couldn't, mo- even, I couldn't just, even read this paper. It had Bill just, Murray written on it. I, I, I want to play this out. I couldn't and handle it. You get a call that tomorrow, the yeah. thing you tried out for, you didn't even know what it was. Yeah. Uh, it turns out you got the part. Uh-huh. Well, that would and, be exciting. And you're right in a there. scene with Bill Murray. And well, tomorrow you have to walk onto the set yeah. and stand there and say, you know, here's your order, sir. <laughs> I first of all would pass out and shit myself, which I've done in the past for no reason. And On now the Bill Murray wasn't even there. <laughs> he wasn't even there. No, I would do that as soon as I got off the phone, and then I would probably. I, yeah, I have this weird move that Paul has actually witnessed. Shitting myself, myself. Shitting myself and falling. I have this weird move when I meet someone that I absolutely idolize, and you you're not going to believe this. I met Lyle Lovett, and this is what I said. I believe it. I just stared like an idiot. <laughs> I think at you said Paul. Like, uh, uh, I, 
I'm Paul. I just my wife stared Karen. at his. Uh. I was staring at him, and he finally realized I wasn't going to speak, and I was kind of having a heart attack. And he just goes, "Hello, I'm Lyle Lovett." And I'm like, "I know. <laughs> I, know. I, wow. I knew you were." And then when we left, I started crying out in the hall. <laughs> I and then you shit yourself. It. Yeah, then I shit myself. Well, that, that, would be a hy- that would be a hypothetical <laughs> workplace situation. I but would we have feel, met Bill a yeah, couple times in real nice. life. And yeah, he was very nice. Well, he was at a book signing in Chicago for a Cinderella cool. story, his book about golfing. And, you know, Ghostbusters means a lot to Karen because when her father was having, I'm um, speaking for you, sorry, oh, but when his right. father, when your father had yeah, a, it's very a pacemaker put in. Uh, you went to see that movie like seven, eight times in the theater to just see so you'd have something to, to laugh at. And your brothers took you there and um, told that story to Bill, and he was very touched by it. That's he was cool. he was very cool. He asked how my dad was doing at the time. My dad was still alive. I said very well. But what was neat about him is that that's back when they were starting the whole idea of book signing, and you couldn't have, like, actually have them write anything. They could just oh, write their name. Just, yeah, because so, there's a hundred people behind you. <laughs> so I wrote. Um, dear Karen, you're the best in your role, love. And then I just left a space. And I wrote it on the wrong page, apparently. So they put the book in front of him. And he went to open it. And he saw there was writing already. And he opened to the spot I had. And he looked at it, laughed, and then signed off on oh, it. Oh, that's oh. awesome. Isn't that cool? And you yeah. got to hear him laugh in real life? Yeah, like, oh, I made him true. laugh in yeah. writing. But the Melissa McCarthy thing, it was she was so nervous. She didn't know how she was going to handle it. Oh, yeah. And she got there, and she was in her trailer, and there was a knock at the door, and she thought it was the person bringing her to the set. It was Bill Murray. Before <laughs> she could say anything, he had her on his shoulder, and he went running around the set introducing her to everybody. That sounds like him, Which though, she right? said after that she couldn't be worried anymore because he just completely took care of it. I don't know if he knew to take care of it or if that's just who he is. I don't know. I love how he can just turn on that Bill Murray-ness like you always hear at a party or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. Or, or just for certain roles. I mean, I can imagine if you're Melissa McCarthy and he starts to he probably gets a little lounge singer Nick about, like, you know, right. he can he can dig that right up to introduce yeah. you to people and stuff. See, what I think is most exciting with this role is it seems that he has made the full transformation into today's Walter Matthau. Ooh. Oh, that's oh, a compliment. Oh, look yeah. at that. That's it's a been a compliment. slow crossfade on that, yeah. but you're right. We're bringing but some yeah. analysis to the show. We what? went, you know, Ghostbusters, Stripes, Wackiness, Turning Up, Bad News Bears, Drinking, <gasps> Taking yeah. Care of Kids Act. He needs to be in the remake of Bad News Bears. Oh, he's what you're saying. Yes. Oh, way better than Billy Bob Thornton. That's yeah. what you need to say. Oh, my God. Say. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Very smart. Buttermaker. Hey, Buttercrud. But- Hey, Buttercrud, I love that movie, Bad News Bears. Oh, it's such a good movie. The kids could be total dicks oh, and you could curse and, and smoke. You know what? There's a moment in this movie where, um, you know, obviously he's just a mess and he owes people money and he gambles and he carries on and he drinks. But there's a moment where that kind of catches up with him and they have to do something bad to him. And I think the director knows that it's like punching a puppy. <laughs> you don't do that on camera. To Bill Murray? Yeah. You know, I mean, I was really uncomfortable. And guys come after him for money. It's like I don't want to see. I don't want to see the shit. Yes. Yeah. And then the movie does a twist on you. And you're like, okay, good, because I don't think I could have liked that happening. You know what I was watching this week was Bad Grandpa, which I I just think it's such such a wonderful movie. To to, I I could go on about the style of that movie and how radical it is, and it should be sort of praised like a like a French New Wave favorite movie last year. Absolutely. But I love how, and you'll catch it too when you watch that movie too. Johnny Knoxville's not playing Irving Zisman when he's in the car with the kid. He's like, "Hey, you uh, hanging out with the ladies?" He's just talking as Johnny Knoxville, yeah. Yeah. being like a really fun guy, and they have such a rapport. Whether he's playing Ir- Irving Zisman or Johnny Knoxville, it looks like Bill 
Murray kind of has that thing with this kid. He's, like he's, he's already oh, yeah. doing that, another movie with the kid. Oh, they're, really? They're like they're a comedy duo now at this point. Oh, that'd be great. He talks yeah. to that kid you know, easier and better than he does other adults in the movie. I mean, oh, that's kind of the thing, you know. Yeah. That bonds him. Oh, so. that's great. No, that's a good film. Maybe it's because that. children are the only people left who aren't in awe of Bill Murray. So this little boy is just like, you're a guy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? The rest guy of from are City like, of Ember? Okay. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Rushmore, that was before I was born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of favorite movies, let's talk to Shuli for Yay! a second. Hi, Shuli. Shuli. And ask you what we ask every guest who comes on the show. What is your favorite movie of all time? Uh, I have a few favorites, but I'm going to go with South Park, Bigger, Longer. Oh, yeah! you're speaking, wow. the, speaking to the man yes. here. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite. Raiders of the Lost Ark, tough to beat. But, but yeah. No, that's a great My favorite one. that year. Better than American Beauty, which won the Oscar. Yeah, you speak uh, the no, American Beauty was American Beautiful, but... But no, but it was <laughs> but no South Park. W- there was no musical numbers. Yeah. Brilliant musical numbers. Brilliant yeah. musical When numbers. did that movie come out? 99. So what was your favorite movie before that? Because that's a pretty recent favorite movie. Victor Victoria. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, that's a great one. one. You know, I have something... Uh, Shirley did Schoolhouse Rock Live, the original cast, and she helped write it, and then it was done off-Broadway. It's a big deal. And whenever she went on to do Second City, I came in and got to play her part, which is super friggin' crazy cool, which you wrote a great part, by the way. I enjoyed Thank playing you. it. Thank but you. what was neat is when that movie, the South Park movie, came out, I was doing a mall and festival tour of Schoolhouse Rock, and so I forced oh. the four people that were with me in Cleveland, Ohio, to go see it, and we loved it so much, we saw it again, and then... Schoolhouse Rock has Conjunction Junction, and I'm just a bill in it. The next day, we worked in stuff from that movie wherever we could, where it wouldn't be completely offensive. I can't remember how we did it today, but I would from look. South Park? Yeah. Oh. We would work in South Park well, that, stuff into Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah, that film spoofs so many aspects oh, so of, of, yeah. of musicals. Yeah. I mean, from Disney, of course, and Les Mis, and, but the. the Mr. Mackey's song is a is a schoolhouse school rock, rock, rock song. Yeah, so good. yeah. But so, Bick yeah. is uh, Bick is Latin for generosity. That whole one. Yeah. That's a <laughs> that is a teaching you how to say things and learn things. Schoolhouse rock spoof, and it's brilliant. I, I think. I mean, you know, you think of uh, comparing American Beauty and and South Park. Uh, you know, people tough to are, compare the two. Yeah. It is. They're different. Or maybe not. You know, no? because pe- I think people are always asking, you know, movies to do more, you know, uh, radical things or be different or be, you know, something. It's like, I mean, what, what's more different than South Park, the movie, than American Beauty? I mean, I feel like, yeah, American Beauty does a lot of things we've never seen before, but, you know. A lot of things we have, whereas South Park is like, you know. Oh, yeah, the suburbs are creepy. Seen it before. Yeah, South Park yeah, is just I mean, out of left field. Well, nothing I've ever seen. I will yeah. say, South Park did not have the line, I just wanted to show my girlfriend your Nazi plate, which might <laughs> be the best line <laughs> in any movie ever. But it did have, uh, haven't you heard of the Emancipation Proclamation? I don't listen to hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Those are two pretty equal yeah. lines. Do you, like the, right. do you like the rest of the uh, Parker Stone over. I yeah, like do. Cannibal the Musical, Team America, stuff like that. Cannibal the Musical, I haven't seen. Old school, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah their first thing, put them on the map. But, it's a little crazy, a little low rent comparative to the but, other thing. But a workable musical. I was, I was surprised to find. You're like, oh, it. that has, it's taken to stage. Yeah. Because back when Cannibal the Musical came out, and you might remember from Chicago, 
everything the musical would be on a stage at one point or another in Chicago. And it was actually, and I don't know, maybe maybe some of them were good, but it was like The Blob, the musical, Carrie, the musical. And it, things got, got credit for just being the musical. So, so it was just like, oh, funny, like, oh, The Blob, the musical. But it, all of its points are for just saying Blob, the musical. All the points are in the title. Whereas they, when they do Cannibal, the musical, yes, that's a ridiculous title, but it's like a completely workable, serviceable musical all the way through obviously i mean they've they've now done the mormon thing and i mean they're they're good at it they're oh, yeah. now broadway you know musical writers now. <clears throat> tony winners yeah yeah now do you uh like it because well we talked about your part of opening nights the improvised musical uh do there, you like it for what is it that you love about oh, yeah, you well, must love musicals i do but there are many faceted reasons why i love the south park movie love south park love the characters love the animation love the musical numbers and I love that what they are satirizing is exactly what they're doing in the movie. It's like a satire within a satire, and I think it's so brilliantly done. Like, they're saying in the movie that this is bad, and that's exactly what the movie is. Yeah. And it, it, it's just so many levels of satire. I think it's so smart. Absolutely. And uh, Saddam Hussein's getting ass-raped in hell. Which Who doesn't want to see Brilliant. that? Brilliant. Very intelligent. <laughs> Everyone wants to see <laughs> Under that. Under a poster of, uh, yeah. who, who's the Skeet actor? Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> So oh, good. Right. <laughs> There's a joke I can buy so into. Good. And that's what would Brian Bortano do, too, right? Yeah, oh, yes. yeah all that I stuff. Mean, Kyle's mom's a bitch. <laughs> Blame Canada. That's uh, so good. Every song is a hit. Up there, Everyone. up there is a, basically a Little Mermaid song sung yeah. by Satan. Oh, my yeah, God. It's so, it's so great. Yeah, and the soundtrack is great. Everything about it is great. Um, so you started opening night Yes. here in, in L.A. Did you, like... Realize after a while that musical improv was your forte, or? Uh, well, you know, I just moved out here, and a friend of mine who I'd been in class with at I.O. in Chicago came to me, and he said, I would like to do a musical show. And I said, what do you want it to be? And he said, I don't know, but I want you to direct it. And I said, I'll direct it if I can be in it, and I don't have to do any publicity. Brilliant. Yeah. Good Good mm -hmm. call. That yeah. person's no longer in the show. <laughs> <laughs> now you do all the publicity. I do almost everything. <laughs> Uh, but I, I will say when we started it, you know, I was still doing non-singing long form. I was on a regular team and I was it was not something I was got into because I was an expert at. But I do enjoy it. The more I do it, the more I enjoy it. I think with anything, the more you do it, the more you enjoy it. Well, torture, the more you get tortured, maybe <laughs> not. The maybe not. You, you relax into it after a while. You'd <laughs> be surprised. But, I, but I, I think when I see uh, improvised musicals, that's the most impossible improv imaginable. Like so regular hard. improv is very hard to conceive sometimes when you watch it and you're just impressed that people are able to put these scenes together. But like a regular scene with two people in a living room, okay, I can imagine myself in that situation. But the musical improv stuff, I find just, it, it, that is just a balancing on your toe on a high wire on top of the Niagara Falls. But after doing it for all this time, is it actually like easy to improvise a musical? Well, I think <laughs> was it hard at after first? oh my gosh, yes, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so hard at first. I'd be like, oh no, hard. I have to go do this again. Um, but I think there's also the flip side of it is I, I don't know what to say in our scene. La la la. Oh, that's <laughs> that's true. So yeah, so it's both sides of it. But you guys also have to know the joke that it, it, there's all those sort of musical tropes too. So at the person's like lowest, they have their lowest song. At as they rise to this, they have their rising. I mean, do you guys kind of certify? Yes. Yeah, right. I mean, because you want the audience to laugh at that. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. You know, like that sort of those sort of musicals. So do you have all sort of those little formats? that you guys know when you're locking into no, from no, no, like no, no. musicals? Well, I mean, we, we all have watched a lot of musicals. Yeah, we were first. all in musicals growing up, but we 
there is nothing preset about our show. Well, no, no, no. The yeah, that I didn't mean that. That's, yeah. But you ever go the other direction, no. sing something, and realize, oh, I kind of like that, and then expand it into a sketch or something later, or no? Uh, not yet. No. I don't know that in my shower, here's all the hits. <laughs> but aside from that, no. A yeah. completely disposable musical. It's, exactly. it's done, right? Like Karen said, opening and closing night every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we call it an opening <laughs> night. Who is, your, who is your accompanist now? Because that's a huge, important part, too. Right now, our musical director is Michael Pollack, who okay. is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And for a while, him, right? Yeah, yeah. it's been that's him good. for many years. It's so important. that it's, That's great you found somebody really solid, because if that person can only do two or three styles, you're stuck. Yeah, mm. for an hour. We're yeah. stuck. And we're also really fortunate to have some amazing people who fill in when Michael can't make it, like Laura Hall from Whose Line Is oh, It Anyway? Oh, certainly, yeah. And uh, Alan Simpson and Jonathan Green. And Alan Simpson, the senator? The uh, astronaut? Yeah, yes. he flies in. It's amazing. <laughs> he flies in. Yeah. He wears his diaper and he comes in and he plays. It's perfect. Uh, Alan Simpson, one of the writers of Fellowship the Musical. Ah, gotcha. Which we yeah. saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. with uh, Ryan Smith and Peter Vogt exactly, and all those folks. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So we're really fortunate to have just some of the best musical improvisers. You ever do one of those? A, a scripted musical? Not as a cast, no. I mean, no. I mean, just Me you. Personally? Like one of those spoofy type ones. Like some. Have you ever done like a Blank like the Maze musical? Runner, the like musical. Fellowship the yeah, musical. Maze you ever Runner, do it? Yeah, yeah. She's going to do it now. Yeah. You know, I will be honest, my husband and I uh, have sung through a few numbers of a musical we're writing called Jaws the Musical, oh, which fantastic. pretty much writes itself. <laughs> uh, but aside from that, no. A Schoolhouse Rock, but that was in no way a parody. I think it was a really actually... No, that actually was earnest. Oh, yeah. Earnest. Sincere. Interpretation you, of it. Do you have lyrics too? Dun, 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 dun. Not yet. You gotta get John here. But swimming at night, (laughs) naked, and I'm really drunk. But what's right behind me? You know, we have to see. It's creating an image for me. Yeah, yeah. Will you be naked if they if you do that Uh, in the opening scene? Uh, You know. Let's get to the real important question. (laughs) Lee, well, Lee just sat up. He was starting to zone out. Now he's yeah, like, what's sorry. happening? Yeah. We have a guest, what? apparently. Paul, Paul just asks things like that to wake him up. Don't worry about it. Well, for the stage musical, I imagine rather than water, it would be actors holding blue streamers. Oh, yeah, good, so we could see a little something every now and then. And good yeah. folks involved in the show. Mark McConville from Super Ego. Oh, right? that's yes. awesome. Uh, and folks uh, who the television world might know now as well. Uh, Derek Miller had a show. What was it? Wedding Band? Is that his show? Wedding on, Band. Uh, he was also on a myriad of other programs. Yeah. Wait, does Derek Miller, is he the creator of Drunk History? Or am I thinking of a different Derek? That's Derek. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Derek. Mears. Goldman. Derek. Mears. Mears. I'll think of no. it by the end of the show. Oh my gosh. Oh, Waters. Oh, that's Waters. Luigi. Thank you. Waters. Sorry, Derek. It's Derek Luigi. Waters. Derek Waters. It's Derek Waters. <laughs> and then, uh, Very nice guy. Uh, the only name that's coming to me is Badger, but... Right? Oh, Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Oh, my God, he was in there? Well, yeah. he was in our cast for uh-huh. many years, and then um, while shooting Breaking Bad. Oh, and that's now awesome. he's on Mom on CBS, yep. and mm-hmm. he, they shoot on Fridays, and our show is on Fridays. Uh, he's got the funny broken so, voice, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's, so yeah how does this yeah. singing? Fantastic. That's crazy. And Turns that on. he comes back when he can. He's playing with us this Friday at oh, 9 cool. o'clock. So, but he's not in it regularly. He's on Mom on CBS. He's one, he's out. delightfully dumb on that show. <laughs> he's Mom. just delightful yeah. in Oh, general. that's so fun. I love Breaking Bad, and I especially liked when Skinny Pete and Badger would show up again. That oh, always made me so happy. That one episode that it starts with just them on the park bench the whole time, as oh. the guy's busting him, yeah. and it's just one Brilliant. shot for so long. Again, Coen Brothers, the TV show. That's yeah, so good. Yeah, right? and he slowly convinces, I think DJ Qualls slowly convinces him. Yeah, that he's not a cop. That he's yeah. not a cop. Yeah. And then he busts him. It's like six minutes long of convincing, and, and, and then he busts and him. And he busts him. <laughs> and, and Badger's so on top of it for so long. He's I know. So, 
He's so smart at that world for oh, so long. I'm not buying this. You're uh, a cop. Yeah. But then slowly <laughs> he gets, he gets, oh, that's such a, that's an that's amazing a one. six minutes. All right, well, let's get to uh, what we talk about uh, every week on the show. What did you see this week? We have theme songs. <laughs> <laughs> We'll start with you. What did yeah. you see this week, Shirley? Um, I saw a little movie called I Married a Witch with Veronica oh. Lake. Hmm. Oh. I don't know yeah. that. What year is so that? From the, yeah, oh, from holy the, macaroni. From the classics files. I want to yeah. say like 42 or so. Wow. And it turns out before Bewitched was a TV show, it was a movie called I Married a Witch. Really? Oh. <laughs> it sort of seems like it. I've never yeah. seen it. I know Veronica Lake is the main character featured in L.A. Confidential. That's what really? I've heard. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. Honestly, I've never seen a Veronica Lake no, movie, and she was oh, a big deal. Well, well yeah. then we got into it, and then we saw Sullivan's Travels, oh, that's which a, also oh, has oh. Veronica Lake in it. So it was a very Veronica Lakey week. Oh, was it cool. the style back then? Was that before acting kind of changed? Right, it changed with the. Yeah, Godfather. was it still acting like this back then? Yeah, oh. was she still a dazzle in distress? Say, my wife's a witch. <laughs> I buy gum. It's the strangest thing. It was just. It was a little bit of an awkward movie because usually in movies where we see witches, it's like you're scared of me because I'm a witch, but I'm nice. This is this witch was really evil. Like she <laughs> only intended to do harm. Awesome. <laughs> and she was the lead. And was the lead. Bold move back then. You think movies, well, we better be nice. Well, speaking of better be nice, so that involved, of course, seeing both these Veronica Lake movies, a huge Wikipedia exploration, and pretty much everybody <laughs> who worked with her never would work with her again. Oh, oh, maybe shit. she wasn't acting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. She played a lot of bitches, huh? You watch movies like Laura Kraft, who was here last week. Oh, she yeah, watch a movie and then hit, second hit the internet and learn everything. She watches the movie and does the internet at the same time. I just sit behind Laura while she's watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Laura, well, who is that? Who is she that? was Laura, in this. Laura, what'd she do? Okay. I remember doing that specifically after Braveheart. I had to go find out, okay, was the... Mm. The king's son gay. Yeah, but back in the day, you had to go to a library and look up a card catalog. Because yeah, back then, right. you weren't yeah. doing it on absolutely. Wikipedia. <laughs> I, no, I went to a book. I, I yeah. absolutely did. 95? Yep. Yeah. It was the year before I got my Mac Performa. <laughs> um, had to go through the Dewey Decimal System. I think yeah. that book's in the 600s, which is <laughs> literature. Right? Yeah. 800s is science. Yeah, and, and did they really screw William Wallace like that? No, all true. Turns mm-hmm. out. So, but yeah. But Sullivan's Travels has a lot in common, oh. I think, with the South Park movie. Uh, Explain how. Because they are both satires satirizing what they're trying to change. Like they're saying in Sullivan's Travels that the whole thing is everybody's trying to write the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Which is the fictional book in the movie that is supposed to be this big um, like social lift up the common man. And so this guy goes out to as he's supposed to be like a famous actor, screenwriter, and he goes out, oh, high water. Um, <laughs> he goes out to be among the common man, the poor man. And that's the, what the uh, satire that the movie's mm. about. And I was like, ah, oh, this is where South Park found the satire within the satire trope sort of thing. You say adaptation falls in that too? Uh, that the movie yeah. becomes the kind of movie they're saying is a bad movie? Yes! Yeah. Oh. Love that. Along those lines, not not... Not to be funny, but that's what I loved Don't about. Don't be funny. Not gonna happen. It's not gonna start <laughs> not now. A, not here, pal. Not on this comedy show. I'm not gonna start now. Uh, that's what I loved about Unbreakable, uh, M Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable, because, and Adam can correct me if I'm wrong, but at the end of that movie, what you realize is that you've a done two things. You've been told how to make a comic book story, and you've watched it be made in movie form. 
And if you have that realization at the movie, like, oh my God, these are all the characters that went back, and then they laid it out in that order, and I just watched a comic book, and I was told how to do it. <laughs> I was amazing. I love that movie. Yeah. That is one of the best superhero movies of all time, because it's just nothing, nothing can compare to that one. It's brilliant. It's, yeah, anyway. I could go on about that. Was I right about that, Adam? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. No, no, that's a multi-layered thing, and it doesn't w- the the way it lays itself out at the end that people call the twist. I mean, it's it's so weird. He got in so much trouble for having the twist. Could you imagine if the modern press were around when Alfred Hitchcock was making movies oh. like, oh, another suspense thriller? <laughs> Fuck off! Stop doing that! How dare you? I mean, Jesus! I you do, know, he caught so much shit for being good at what he did. I love that the press tell him to. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> hey, Alfred Hitchcock, could you fuck off with oh, your suspense? Oh, great. Hitchcock making another movie. Click here and I find out it's the same kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hitchcock, have you had work done? You, know, <laughs> you look fat. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid media doesn't have... Uh, yeah, I realized today, I grew up in extraordinary times, uh, but I'm an adult in a really stupid time. Yeah. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I grew exactly. up in extraordinary but change. You know, now it's just stupid. You know what's a strange thing, though? We think it's somehow different because we have internet. <laughs> That's basically it, right? Yeah. We assume these times are so different because because internet. <laughs> but it's it's so. I have a feeling that our parents and their parents before them are like, ah, I'm an adult at a dumb time, you know? Like, oh, things oh, were yeah. great when I was a kid. I'm an adult at a dumb time. Yeah. Well, I've said that about music, too. I'm sure our parents said. You know, oh, that '80s music is just stupid. But really, today is the worst yeah, music I'm gonna of all take time. Yeah. People. I was listening to the Beach Boys on the way here. There is so much music in a song, a Beach Boys song. Did we talk about this recently? There is no, there's no instruments in music anymore. There isn't a single instrument. And, no, it's all and technological as advance. We learned over from Neil Young, not only is there less instruments in music, but the music is being delivered to us in a way that's so compressed that we're only being given about ten percent of the actual hundred percent of the song, so that it will fit on these little devices. So not only is the music, perhaps there's a lot of music there, but we are only given a little bit of it. Right, that's true. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. And he's built a, a yeah. player or gotten behind a player. That, that will can give you all the Try music. and recreate the record experience of giving you the full oh, well, studio but recording. People, but people have, have sidestepped that search and just bought a record player. And people have started putting stuff on <laughs> yeah. the line. I have. Yeah. I, I have. Yeah. But, need, but if you need to carry it around, uh, this player apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it helps with the joke. Yes. Ah, See? Exactly. <laughs> Callback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to mention something that we did. Uh, Lee and Karen and I went to the. Lemley Playhouse 7 last Ooh, yes. Friday night yeah, and hosted cool. a screening the LA area premiere of a movie called Life Inside Out huh. always fans of getting behind uh, indies here and Life Inside Out is a movie that Karen saw at the Phoenix Film mm-hmm. Fest I saw it at Pasadena Lee saw it at Pasadena and it was great to be there and do our thing you know we did some interviews before the screening we, we did do this hosted com- the Q&A we do this comedy bit Adam you would have loved this we do this comedy bit where we want to just remind people not to talk during the movie and not to use their phone and you can't take pictures and just you know watch the movie but that's boring to just say it so Lee came up with this fun idea where Paul's doing a question and answer <clears throat> with the audience and he's acting very normal and he says does anybody have a question and then Lee and I play idiots <laughs> and I'm standing there with a full-on video camera with a light on the front of it. And I stand up and I go, excuse me, would it be okay if I videotape the movie during the movie? And I swear to God, I was almost physically removed by an old man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They get pretty pissed. They we're like were doing a bit. Pissed. And so I said, I bought said, into it. I oh said, no. And there was a lady down front who was like, <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that. Oh, that's they, awesome. It was they insane. And then even better, yeah. I stand up. I stand up immediately after her yeah. and go, "Look, 
I'm not so stupid as to bring a camera, so <laughs> it's okay if I use my phone to take pictures of the movie, right? No, it is not. <laughs> oh, like some, that's amazing. <laughs> and we're wearing, all three yeah, of ma- us are wearing matching t-shirts. Movie guys' shirts. Oh, I so love funny. how they get And then Karen's like, oh, it. of course, you're not your phone, but I have an iPad. I'm like, oh, it's like a big phone. No. <laughs> oh, my God. That's when the guy's like, don't you listen. I'm like, what? Oh, that's so yeah, funny. we did that bit at the at the oh, Phoenix so Film funny. Festival, and was always amazed at how often people got <laughs> got pissed and didn't realize it right off the get go. Yeah, and eventually they come. Yeah, out. and they then eventually when we were done, the guy's like, "Oh, you're funny." I'm like, I, "Oh my god, that, that, maybe you need to use the Ouija voice." <laughs> yeah, that's Is it okay? okay? We're the movie guys. <laughs> I predict, I predict the future. The my, phone isn't going to ring unless you turn it off. <laughs> my favorite movie is the Cinema Paradiso. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. The next time you do that, I'll come along, and then some, one of you just call my phone, so it's just ringing as oh, I'm geez. trying to ask a question. It just keeps ringing. And Their heads no. would explode. This is a savvy audience. You know, yeah. if, we have, if we went to any Friday at Burbank 16, no one would know the damn difference. Yeah. 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 Or the... the, the Valley Plaza Six. Oh, the, the nice that. the nice thing was that, that screening was sold out. Apparently, the next couple were sold out, and they had to extend. Yeah, so this movie is extended oh, well. in, in Pasadena, That's and cool. I think it's playing in San Diego and West Virginia. Right. So good for the indie getting a yeah. theatrical oh, yeah. release. Four wall. That a stuff, lot of right? women are involved in it. The writer, the producer, the director. Very strong female presence. Very well written. Lots of great characters, and the husband character is well written. It's about a woman in mm-hmm. her forties, I would say, who's uh, kind of gone the mom route, finding an old guitar and saying, "I should pick that up again." Lo and behold, going to open mics and having a whole adventure and discovering what her son is all about through the process. So you know, coming of age and coming to grips with your artistic side, and I don't think anybody what is it would again? have trouble getting behind that. Life Inside Out. Life Inside Out. Phineas yeah. O'Connell or Phineas Connolly? F- Phineas O'Connell. Phineas O'Connell, who will now be on. That's he plays the lead, mm-hmm. the son he's lead great. in that. Um, he's going to be on Modern Family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's getting the movie guy bump. Wait, uh, he's he met us. Yeah, Next right. thing you know, boom, he's on <laughs> network show. He's playing the son of somebody. Steve Zahn's son. Oh, look, yeah. I told Julie to come on the show. Parks and Rec. There Just you go. Like that movie guy's bump. <laughs> Not even. I, I, you didn't she show hadn't up. even. Pres- pres- she didn't <laughs> been here up. yet. We're throwing it to you. Wait till you see what happens after I leave here. You know where Ike Barinholtz went right from our studio. Right to Howard's. Right to Howard's. Yeah. And then. To a Tina Fey, Amy Poehler movie. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's all we will all never this. see him again. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> he will never, we'll see, never see Shuli again. Yeah, are you kidding? <laughs> you guys are kingmakers. Yep. Yeah. Hey, when right. that Jaws the musical opens, you bring us. We'll do a whole <laughs> turn your phones <laughs> off bit. Thank you. Turn your phones off a bit. <laughs> we'll, piss we'll make the audience uncomfortable before the movie starts. That's what we do. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. And catch that. Um, it, it shows a little of its indie seams every once in a while. You know, you can't help that. But um, overall, strong performances. <laughs> you yeah. mean like boom mics and like... Not that bad. <laughs> oh, no, but okay. I, it it's some... not like black dynamite. It's like dolomite, yeah. Oh, it, no, it, it's pretty strong overall compared... I mean, some of the indies we get sent to our website just for review. Like right away, you turn it on, and it's like echoey room and saying stuff. I'm like, oh, oh Jesus, God. I can't do 90 minutes of this. And then you just like, say, I can't review it. Yeah. Because we only review movies on the movieguys.net if we... If indies, if we like them. If you spent millions of dollars... You know, you should be held to a standard. If you but if we don't like your indie, million dollars. Yeah, if you don't like if, if you're McG. Yeah. But if you are making an indie and just giving it a shot, you know, if we don't like it, we're just not going to say anything because it doesn't help to shit on an indie. So no, anyway, no. but this this is a decent one. But we also should say what else we saw. We meant to bring him up last week. We ran out of time. Karen and I saw the judge. Oh, 
Oh, I forgot to tell you that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I liked it very much. Well, first of all, it's shot by Janusz Kaminski. Oh, it's oh, gorgeous. Who shoots like Singles List and all this. Yeah, there's I mean, one scene so where he's just. Uh, it looks like better than maybe it should. But yeah. It Robert Downey Jr. is just driving in the car, and they start with his face. They pull back. They go around mm. the car, and they just take this huge wide shot. It's well, amazing. Well, yeah, you get a guy like Janusz Kaminski, and he's like, oh, okay, I got to top myself. Like you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, geez, right? you don't have to, you know, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> but he does. So the courtrooms in the old South is like gorgeous, oh, you know. Wow. Uh, in that, I think the movie had a little trouble ending. It I, ended I, three times. It's like, if you don't yeah. like that, here's this. Yeah, we're wrapping mm. stuff up. Here's this. kind of clunky. But up until then, pretty straight and solid uh, courtroom and the personal drama. Oh, and we always make jokes about movies before we actually see them. And so we made this one joke about... The woman in his hometown was played by Hottie... Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga. And so she's hot. And so we thought, why is she still stuck in that town? She's too hot for that town. Yeah. I think she may have watched the show. I think the writers did. Because <laughs> as soon as she comes on screen, he looks at her, Robert Downey Jr. looks at her, and she goes, yeah, no, I'm too hot for this town. Oh, uh, that's amazing. Something like that. And that's then, awesome. And then she goes... I, uh, I was going to leave, but then, you know, I was able to buy this place, and I have it going pretty good. I'm pretty happy. I don't want to leave, but that's the only reason I'm here. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> and now I can enjoy the rest of the movie, right. not trying to figure out why yeah. she is in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Getting a, that shit right out the it's top. A, that's a good call. It reminds yeah. me of the movie, um, God, what was the the uh, Jason Bateman and um, Ryan Reynolds, where they pee? Oh, and the change-up. Change-up. Change yeah. change the one thing about those types of movies is they never, it's this. It's the same old uh, Three's Company situation where they never just take five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> they never to, stop and go, oh, okay, let so me here's explain. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but in the very beginning of that movie, they go right to Jason Bateman's wife and say, look, here's what happened. And then the wife doesn't buy it, and you go, all right, the rest of the movie can go on. Yeah. <laughs> they tried. Yeah, they tried. They tried. Yeah. Yeah. Because the frustration in them not trying is like, don't, is you, like, just, don't you just pull them aside and go, yeah. here's what happened. I know you don't believe it. Yeah, and that's the frustration is that never happens. Hey, so this yeah. woman says, look, I'm hot. I'm deal hot, with it. Deal with it, yeah. <laughs> I will, with movie. I'll shoehorn in uh, a movie I saw this week that I was very impressed with. Uh, in the section called, what did you see this week? <laughs> shoehorn away, Adam. <laughs> 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 All right, I don't want to get off topic, but I also saw a movie. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry we're running out of time. Now, well, the thing about The Judge that, I, that worries me is I see the trailer and I go, oh, what a great lead up to that sort of first act conflict. The father is accused of uh, murder, and the son, who wants nothing to do with the father, finds himself having to defend the father and therefore of course that brings them together but it doesn't tell you like what the second act is and how they sort of weave in those two forming a stronger bond through the course of the trial uh, and so that was my worry about that and I'll just slip that in uh, via Super 8 J.J. Uh, Abrams Super 8 oh. which I think aside from like franchise movies and events movies is like is J.J. Abrams have any movie that's just a J.J. Abrams movie like Super, Super 8 because it's really great that it's just it's not him doing a sequel or a reboot or a Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's or, probably the one he would admit is has yeah. his thumbprint on it's it. It's so perfect to just look at that and go, oh, he's just, he's so good. Because otherwise you go Star Trek and you go, well, I mean, obviously he's so good in that too. But the thing that impresses, impresses me about Super 8 is all of the relationships, uh, you know, the father and the son, and then he falls in love with this girl, and the, the girl has trouble with her father, and, they're and, and she's missing her mother, and he's missing his mother, and they're coming to, to grips with these things and it turns out that her father might have been responsible for the death of uh, his mother and then there's all this sort of father and son having a brand new relationship and all this stuff is weaved in through an alien invasion kind of movie. Yeah, there's no alien invasion in The Judge, not no. to give anything away. <laughs> but I'm saying it, it slips it in so well that the second act sort of like growth slips is Slips like, in the alien or the other stuff? 
the other stuff. Oh, okay. Ah. We slip in the alien stuff. I was lukewarm. No, it's all about the other stuff I didn't talk about. I was lukewarm on that film, but looking back, he certainly did balance all of that stuff very well. Impressive. Yeah. For ambitious to take on all that stuff. So my thought on the judge is, what you don't want is a movie that goes, all right, we're shifting into first gear, and now we're going to sit on the porch for a while and go, you know, Dad, we really don't get along. (laughs) You know, which Super 8 never does. It sort of gets those moments in between, like these big, you know, alien invasion train wreck and Well, a tornado does happen. At one point, and then they have the talk. Then they land in Oz. They do, and then everything goes to Technica. (laughs) Duvall's great. I mean, he's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It looks like it's (gasps) just fun to watch. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, it gets really great. It gets really and ah, there's this thing I've been noticing lately about writing that I really, really like, and it's when there's a real situation happening that would happen in real life, and they make a joke of it. And they make or light they of it. they find humor. Yeah. They find real humor in it. Yeah. And my mom, when she was sick, I went and I took care of her. And there's moments where you're just with this person that's taking care of you all your life. And now you're on the bathroom floor while they're puking. And you just don't know what to do with yourself. And it's 4 a.m. And you're scared. But you, you make a joke. Yeah. And they do that in this movie. And it's perfect. And I've, I've been noticing movies that I enjoy do that realistically. They're not afraid to go, this is where people really who are uncomfortable make a joke. Mm. We'll call it the bathroom scene because people probably will if they see this yeah, movie. Oh, the bathroom scene was great. Great. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's why. Yeah, they, they, that so scene is the, is the most well-crafted in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I really enjoy when movies are able to take the risk of doing something that that might be considered goofy. But it's, it's true. That shit happens in real life. Is that the scene where, I was going to ask, is there a scene where Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Duvall are both acting their asses off? Because yeah. obviously most scenes yes. have one or the other is. You yes, know? Yeah. it's really great. That's yeah. cool. That's what that's what I want to go see yeah. for. Second act worries like, eh, I'll just watch these two just be awesome and on I screen think, together. Yeah, and for me again, yeah. third act was the part where it went for yeah. me. But Billy Bob is Duop, good. But Billy Bob's great. Yeah, he just comes <laughs> in, he's awesome, and he walks around. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's there to take down. He's just awesome, and he walks he's around. He's there to prosecute. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, right. Gonna whoop ass, but no, Karen actually gone. described it correctly. He's awesome, and he walks around. Because <laughs> I mean, really, he is the prosecutor. It's very set in stone what he's doing. Yeah. He's there to be a thorn in the side and a total prick, and he's really good at that, we know, as an actor. <laughs> yeah. So he just, and then he walks around. <laughs> Lee, what was on TBS? I would like to uh, <laughs> concede my time to the chair for the sake of the show. but mm. No, actually, I saw Princess Bride. Oh. Oh. Can't see that too many times. Yeah. No, 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 you it was, can't. It was. Uh, it holds up, but it. It you do start seeing kind of the the play production value of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that kind of sort of lends in that movie. It's like it's yeah. o- it's okay if you if you see some draperies in that one because it's, it's a story it's being told. Yeah. yeah. If, it, now, if in Kevin's room it looked like bullshit, we'd yeah. be like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the story that Grandpa's telling can have that kind of stuff. And it was on TBS. Yes. And I saw on Blu-ray Get the Gringo Oh, which because I've been on here talking about how much I need Mel Gibson back. I want Mel Gibson. Please give me some Mel Gibson. Let's let let him. Turns out he's still around. You're just not watching the movies. And Ray Scalacci, our friend, movie guy. Scalacci, I'm a Ray Scalacci. I would like that movie too. He said Mel's here, and he put out Get the Gringo. So I'll give it a shot, and it's good. It is good. You know, it's not great. Sadly, there's not some emotional hook or or thing that really makes me want to root for Mel. Uh, like in Lethal Weapon or Ransom or something like that. But Braveheart, I just like watching him. But watching him kick ass is great. I like watching him If win. Robert Downey Jr. has his way, you'll be seeing him sometime directing. I know. That He's whole trying. Thing. Iron Man 4, I'd, I'd watch it. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, the greatest. All right, so now Good let's get to... Good publicity stunt, too. Marvel should know that. 
Great yeah. publicity. That stunt. would be a great. Is publicity that good publicity stunt. or terrible publicity? All publicity is yeah. good publicity. Isn't that what we learned? That's the best. Th- I mean, think about the best way for Mel to come back in the movie. Everyone's going to already go to oh, anyway. I know. They're not going to suddenly go. I'm not seeing that shit because Mel Gibson's a jerk. Right. Well, and Jews are only three percent of the population, so you're not losing that much of that's an audience. That's true. You're not. Right. They're making the movies, <laughs> so <laughs> then they yeah. come up for everyone else to see. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, make, make money off of someone who's a giant. <laughs> well ass, done, right? Julie. <laughs> you know that's smart. <laughs> let's get to the grand finale oh, or finale. Karen's weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. Take it away. All right, first up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Spike Jones. Happy birthday, Spike Jones! Thank you, Lee, <laughs> who turns forty-five but can play anywhere from a skate punk to an Oscar winner. Did you guys know he used to be a skater? No. Yes. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I isn't did. that crazy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, he produced uh, Jackass and then the, whatever Johnny Knoxville was in before that and whatever Bam Margera was I in before that. I just think that's fascinating. He's in with that crowd. When yeah. I see those guys going down the sidewalk and then Beastie inevitably boys. falling, I don't think someday they're going to get their act together and be this amazing writer <laughs> who wins an Oscar. <laughs> but he also directed all the Beastie Boys videos. Yes. I mean, that's like the yes. Spike Jones pedigree. And Bjork stuff and all that. Yeah, yeah. Great He's been known for his writing for Where the Wild Things Are and being John Malkovich. But my favorite Spike Jones movie is Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa. There you go. Which I believe is the best movie of 2013. Made me cry three times. Three times. Oh, God, that movie is good. Before his success in movies, he also did music videos. And so I was going to ask you, Paul, which Beastie Boys videos did Spike Jones direct? Do you know? Uh, I can tell you one. Yes. Sabotage. Sabotage. Yeah. I, I say sabotage. You say, I say sabotage. I say <laughs> sabotage. Sure. Uh, another one? Uh, what you want? Uh, what you, no. What you want? What you what want? want? <laughs> no. Uh, sure shot? Oh, sure shot. Give me a little of that. Do you have any of that? Paul's Boutique. Like, do I have it on No, on can you sing it? <laughs> They also said Ricky's theme. Do you know that? Ricky's theme? That's from, yeah, Paul's Boutique. No, And then Chow LA. Chow LA. He also directed videos for Bjork, the Chemical Brothers, and Weezer's Buddy Holly. Yeah, which is a great video. I have a question. Yes. Did he direct the Christopher Walken video that? Oh, where he dances. Where he dances. I don't believe so. No? I don't know. That's a great video. I heard that. I think that's Michelle Gondry, but I could be wrong. You can see how I would make that mistake. It's such a shame because... Might be right. (laughs) It's such a shame because they don't have music videos anywhere for them to actually show them anymore, except, I guess, on YouTube. They make them, but they don't show them anywhere. No, 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 but YouTube, they get billions of views, yeah. Yeah, it's, we don't need MTV anymore. What's this yeah, it's like MTV's become on demand. Oh, okay. <laughs> Next up, let's wish a happy birthday to, I would say, friend of the show through being related, Sam Raimi. Oh, absolutely. Oh, sure, why not? <laughs> sure. Right? Friend, of, friend of a friend of the show. Yeah. yeah Brother of a friend of show. Brother of the friend of the show. Oh, that's who awesome. Who turns 54 but can play anywhere from a dark humorist to a blockbuster director with Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. And just for fun, because I was just doing this real quick, I looked at a bunch of Sam Raimi movies that he either directed or wrote. And I'm going to ask you guys to tell me. There's five of them that I found. Name for me the titles of movies that have one of these words in it. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I I know him very well. All right. So so repeat the the rules here. All right. So we're going to (laughs) take Sam Raimi movies. Adam's taking this a little too seriously. And I'm going to give you three words. (laughs) Got it. Now, these words aren't all in every title. But at least one word is in the title of his movie. That he directed. Okay, so the three words you're going right. to use are dark, evil, or dead. And there's five movies that have the words dark, ah. evil, or okay. dead okay. in them. Awesome. All Army right. of Darkness. Well, 
Yes, that's one. Army of Darkness. So I Dark yeah. Man. Dark, Dark Man. Dark Man, right? Evil, Evil Dead. Okay. Evil, Evil Dead 2. And one more. Bubba Hotep. No, it has to have those words hold on, hold in it. On. Uh Evil, dark, or dead? Yes, evil, oh, oh, dark, oh, oh, or dead. Oh, no. Uh, see no evil? What was that one? No. Drag me to hell? No. That's, no, that doesn't have those words. It doesn't. I'm saying them out loud. The, the gift? The darkness of evil. <laughs> Close. The quick For the and love the, of the dead. Game. Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy that he would have those words in common? I don't Surely, know. did you not want to play? It? Yeah, that's kind of great. What? You didn't want to play? Surely. Well, I got the evil dead, oh, and God. then I was stumped. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly. Hey, evil Dead 2 is on Netflix Instant, so if you're Halloween watching, which begins for me tonight. <laughs> Evil Dead is on uh, Netflix. You know, you should put a thing on the movie guys to help people with a guide Ooh, to the, tell the them what. The streaming guide to ha- it could Halloween. Be I will. Like the what is that calendar when you count down to Christmas? Advent. Yeah. Yes, your Halloween <laughs> Advent calendar. And, and you know you what? Can I, tweet them for people. And I had like two days in a row where I went through Netflix and I put I, I filled up my queue like mm-hmm. I deleted all my uh, stuff and oh, just I put believe it all. It. Like, okay, <laughs> and then I, I became an Amazon Prime member, oh. so I can get you guys free stuff. Awesome, and, love it. And awesome advantages, and I can get you into you know cool hotels. And I think they let me Perfect. drive the company car or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yet. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot goes into it. Uh, but I, then I filled out my queue there, which had a lot of different obscure classics and stuff. And I realized, I'm like, I think I just enjoy adding stuff to my queue. Like, I'm never going to watch half of these. I just enjoy adding things to my so queue. So it should be called Adam's Advent Halloween. Yeah. And then you just tell us what to watch. Here's like some it. things you can add to your queue and probably not get to. <laughs> and you can live your life like Adam. Exactly. And lastly, let's switch a happy birthday to the great Bob Odenkirk. Oh, hey. Hey, happy birthday. Friend, brother of friend of mine, kind of. <laughs> brother of friend of yours. Friend of a friend of a brother, a, br- a friend of a brother of. I kind of know Bill. Oh, right, because he used to be your neighbor yep. at that sketchy place you used to live. In, yeah, Beverly Hills. <laughs> In Beverly sketchy Hills. places, Russian sketchy. prostitutes. We'll Bill do an all Lee segment one day. <laughs> <laughs> he turns 52 but can play anywhere from the writer some seriously hilarious shit to an actor of some seriously hilarious shit. He started off as a Senate Live writer, but he didn't feel he was getting enough time uh, and enough sketches on the, on the air, so he went and started writing for the Dennis Miller Show. Which uh, was like back when show? he was funny. Yeah, I remember before he turned Republican. Paul, can you can you bring I up find on him hilarious. <laughs> Paul, can you bring up on YouTube uh, Bob Odenkirk cursing from uh, Mr. Show? There is a montage. Oh, oh that would oh, be okay. perfect. End the show with it. Uh, add it in later. Oh, excellent. Perfect. <laughs> Eventually, he starred in Mr. Show and went on to yeah. help other young comedians like Tim and Eric, which is kind of cool because yeah. he's known for helping other people. And he became a bona fide superstar with the role of Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad. Amazing. Unbelievable. Um, all of America knows who Bob Odenkirk is. How right? crazy is that? It's stupid. Yeah. And he's even getting his own show, as you know. Yeah. Right? Which I work I, in that building, actually. Oh, my God. For the editing of it. Please, if they have any, like, posters or anything they're thrown out, just please get me There one. was a guy in the elevator. Did I tell you the story? No. And he's got a Heisenberg shirt <gasps> cool. on. And, and I turned to him and I go, you worked on Breaking Bad, didn't you? And he laughed and I go, if I see that shirt out on Hollywood Boulevard, someone's a fan. If I see it in this building, you worked on Breaking Bad. Yes. Yeah, because you wouldn't. It's like going to a Def Leppard concert and yeah. wearing the Def Leppard shirt. But if you work backstage, you can get away with that. Yeah, yeah. And and, and he's shirt works out on, he's on better... Uh, call Saul and I heard uh, I that, that. The, the footage is encrypted with a code <gasps> oh, yes. brought into the building decoded by like a special person and like nobody's allowed to see it except for like you know, so one excited. editor or an episode who- and Vince Gilligan uh, and Vince Gilligan who I saw it. him in the lobby oh. uh, a couple weeks ago too uh, so Lee you know how much I love when celebrities sing it's true people yes. say hey tell me two things about Karen first of all I don't know if you guys know this but yes. she kind of likes Bill Murray a little bit. and 
loves to hear celebrities sing. I do, but this week, Leah, I hope you're not disappointed because I didn't find any Bob Odenkirk singing, no. but I found a theme song for Better Call Saul, okay. and it's written by this funny guy. He has this funny little voice you called... You have Bill Murray singing Star Junior... Wars. <laughs> sure. Junior Brown. <laughs> Check this song out. This is just a hoot. It's going to be a great show, and I'm very excited. Oh, Maybe yeah. Bill Murray will make it's a cameo. Oh, there it is. <laughs> drink one, drink two, drink three Long Island iced teas. What? But your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys. Who <laughs> likes your blink at four o'clock in the morning? St. Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. Better call Saul. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Isn't that awesome? You want to tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran? <laughs> so you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can. Blue lights start a blink and those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. I think they need to start bringing that over again. Uh, that very first Better Call Saul episode is amazing. Because you don't really know it's going to become that important. No, but you, you know? also, you also it's the first time Breaking Bad lets you know, this is a huge pain in the ass once you start making money on this. Right. You got to do, you know, like, like, like it's like all the pitfalls of, of dealing meth just start blossoming. All and of that's a sudden just one we go, oh, wait a minute, maybe it's not just all money. Wait a minute, yeah. this meth dealing isn't as great as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Turns out there's a bunch of problems. Yeah. Turns out there's problems being a drug boss. Wait a minute. Uh, show note, I do believe... Uh, that Fat Boy Slim video was directed by Spike Jones. Thank you. So, yeah, that sounded right. Yeah. With, with the scant uh, Wi-Fi we're getting here in the Admirals Club, I'm trying to look that up, but it looks that way. Better call no page would fully load, though, <laughs> yeah. just to tell, to tell me that. And that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Follow us fun. on Twitter, at The Movie Guys, on Facebook. <laughs> Dot com slash to, the movie guys. And go to YouTube because we have the big Bill Murray sign. This is the coolest backdrop. You I don't love think it. people are going to drive up and not see the ah, sign, do you? Perfect. <laughs> perfect quote. The invitation stands, Bill. Come on by. Uh, check us out on YouTube, as Adam said, and iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram. We even are on LinkedIn. I, I post a show every week. <laughs> uh, thanks to Shuli Cowan. Shuli Cowan. Thanks for go check me. out. Opening night, the improvised musical every Friday at nine. What else should we Where be plugging? Where is that? Where is that? Oh, Iowa. Oh, at Iowa oh, West on Hollywood Boulevard. Yes. Are you in the Andy Dick Theater? Oh, they don't call it that anymore. They don't call oh. it the. Andy Isn't that funny? Dick they had to change the name of the Andy Dick Theater. Just because he's such an ass. Yeah. Oh, wow. He got in a bunch of trouble a couple years ago, and they changed it. Diddlin' little girls, wasn't they? Oh, Jesus. I don't oh. know if it was diddlin'. Yeah, I, I thought that was more just because he wasn't paying for the theater anymore. <laughs> I, I could be mistaken on that. <laughs> Good girl. Good guys, got to jump to a conclusion <laughs> there, oh didn't you? Oh, my gosh. I thought it was because he was a PR nightmare. Either that or <laughs> check bounced. One or the other. No, <laughs> maybe that's why he's not allowed to babysit you anymore. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's why. <laughs> Actually, Lee liked it, so... <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, what, you got a Twitter handle or something we should be following too? Uh, opening night has a Twitter handle, so oh. like us on Facebook and check us out on the Twitters. All right. Opening night. Um, and remember, you can always find everything we're up to at uh, themovieguys.net. Oh, I should also thank Steve Schultz, as hey, ever, Steve for his writing Schultz. contributions to the show. Next week, we'll be back to talk Nightcrawler, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Ooh, is that based on the X Men character? Sadly, no. Ah, fuck. We'll see you. And now a montage of Bob Odenkirk cursing.